Have you ever had that moment where you took a second look? Strange lights in the sky, odd sounds in the dark, shadowy figures from the corner of your eye. You never know when you might encounter the unknown, lying in bed at home, out for a drive, or perhaps on a camping trip with friends. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm her partner, Wayne. And we hope you'll let us take you through the dark and unfamiliar. So I can't remember how long it's been since the X-Files came out. But I do know that it doesn't matter how many years have passed, we're still trying to find another X-Files show or create another X-Files show, and they're never going to do it. No, never. I mean, you can't really create the success that the X-Files had when they first came out. It's just one of those things. And what it did for us is it actually opened up our minds and the lexicons of our reality to maybe interpret and see other realities. Exactly. And I think why it was so successful wasn't just dependent on the fact that the two actors had such a great chemistry. It's that they did something unique in having the overarching mythology of the series in addition to the monster of the week. So they kind of caught people on either interest level. So if people were interested in government conspiracies and alien abductions, they could tune in for that. But if that really didn't grab them hardcore, they had the monster of the week where they would investigate and oftentimes leave you with no viable explanation for what had happened. And that was just unusual. And it was a lot of great writing, a lot of great acting. But I think that the overall appeal of the show is like you just pointed out, it made people consider things you know, that really might exist. And for those of us who grew up on Scooby-Doo, and I don't care if I age myself with that, who cares? I think everyone's grown up on Scooby-Doo at one time or another. True. And don't worry about aging yourself. Come on, please. With age comes experience, and with experience comes all that cool shit that (laughs) other people wish they would have done in their lives. Yeah, true. Very true. It it really does come down to this. We, We have to look at it this way. Um... What was it you were telling me the other day when we were watching one of our other, you know, paranormal shows? And when I say paranormal, that encompasses everything from ghosts, cryptids, UFOs. Aliens. Uh, I said UFOs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but aliens, UFOs, yeah, we can, we can name those differently because you're absolutely right. UFOs yeah. are unidentified I'd objects, fly. lights, whatever you want to consider them, and aliens are the actual being. So maybe I shouldn't be like, I just said UFOs. <laughs> But we do that to each other all the time. So. Yeah, that's just that's just. We like to clarify. Um, I think what what were we talking about? I mean, probably we were talking about like we always do, um, the fact that in the world of investigating the paranormal, whatever that encompasses, there is always very specific clans or groups of people, and you know you have very distinctive opinion on skeptics and people who are skeptical just to be skeptical. And you feel pretty strongly about that, and I agree with it. So Well, yeah, you you really do. Yeah. Okay. So, I better explain <laughs> that first <laughs> on that, how please. I feel. Please okay. explain. So, if you're being skeptical about something, that's absolutely fine. I get it. You're like, "Hey, maybe I didn't see what I seen." Maybe that wasn't real. 
maybe I'm tired, whatever you want to give yourself. It's kind of like if you're tired, how you pep yourself up with a great cup of coffee here, people. Oh, yes. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And one of the greatest cup of coffees I've had here recently is by this company, Fiend. Wonderful stuff. I enjoyed drinking it, and their mugs are beautiful. Their coffee is amazing, and we're, we're coffee fanatics. Like, Wayne and I exist on our coffee, and we are always looking for a, a good coffee, a good way to make coffee, and we just happened to discover a bunch of local roasters when we moved to Illinois you know, that are either in Illinois or around Illinois, and Fiend is one of them. They're just incredible. And I'm going to put a link on the show page so anyone who's interested in some great coffee can go check them out. Check them out. They're also at Whole Foods. um, And we're not doing this just as a pitch. We're doing it because we honestly believe that local roasters need all the support you can give them because, you know, they're struggling really hard to get their product out there, and they're competing against huge corporations. So give a little love to your local roaster. If, if you don't like the ones we recommend, that's fine. Try to find ones near you. So if we're going to talk about skepticism, you know, I think what frustrates me is I try to be skeptical. Like, I'm an avid believer that there's far more to our world, our existence, our planes of reality than any of us really grasp entirely. And I'm very skeptical. I will look at everything from an analytical point of view. It could have been this. It could have been that. They could have been hysterical or whatever. Hold on, I'm cutting through your bullshit there. You're not as skeptical as I can be sometimes. True, but... But that's what makes us a balance. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like my idea of being skeptical about something is, well, uh, while we do have those moments of like, what the hell was that? And we want to know more. It, it really comes back to after I cut in with my coffee bit. If you're just being skeptical because that does not, and you're going to hear this a lot, fit your lexicon of reality and you need to convince others about your reality, you know what, you just need to uh, basically uh, shove off because <laughs> I'm not going to listen I'm not going to listen to your nonsense because you're just being skeptical to be skeptical at this point. You're not allowing for another's point of view to build your reality around, you know, Maybe it was this, maybe it was that, maybe it was, you know, there are a lot of times when you could say maybe that strange light in the sky was an airplane or maybe that strange light in the sky was actually something we don't know about. But again, skeptics who are hardcore skeptics cannot allow that in and eventually they either crack from it or they just piss other people off. Well, I think when people who believe see something, most of them will say, I know that it could have been, could have been this, but they'll also say, you know, maybe it was X, Y, Z, rational explanation. And they're willing to entertain that they could be wrong. Whereas the skeptics that I've met and that I've read, and there's one in particular, and I won't mention his name, but he's pretty popular, and they put him on a lot of shows. He will come at things with this in, in arrogance that he just dismisses every. Oh no, not possibly that. It couldn't be that, and that just 
bugs me on so many levels because I have one choice thing he can go and do if uh, you know we really want to. <laughs> no, talk this about is kid it. friendly, so let's not. <laughs> is it really kid friendly? No, it's not really kid friendly. But yeah, he can go fall into a bunch of cactuses for as far as I care. I'm. I think the point Wayne makes, and it's pretty pretty valid, is if you're going to look at the world and its lexicon of realities and however you want to shape yours, keep an open mind. And, you know, we're here now sitting in the cusp of, you know, this next decade with all of the things going on around us, all of the calamities, and yet we're finding out things that people have known for decades. You know, the government finally admitting that there are UFOs and they don't know what they are. They're not saying they're aliens or extraterrestrials. They're simply saying, we don't know what they are. They're not ours. And they're not any known country that we, you know, interact with. We're finding out things every day about our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, and we're still looking for answers. But that's the whole thing. We have ancient texts describing things that either was made up to ease the ancient people's minds or, um, you know, to quote one of our guys from our, our shows, aliens. Yeah. Or, like... This just occurred to me the other day. We were watching uh, one of our shows on Discovery Channel, and it's called Haunted Hospitals. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty atheistic. I but I do believe that there's something beyond. Okay, I don't think the brain shuts off and then what? that's it. Beyond what? Beyond life. Beyond death. You well, know. And I we I, are stardust, right? Exactly. And some of us are really shitty stardust, so I just want to put that out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's okay. They're allowed <laughs> to be shitty. Okay. Okay. But, okay, so let me let me focus on this. So we were watching an episode about, you know, uh, doctors. And the whole show is about nurses and doctors who experience paranormal activity or events. And these are people who are trained to be rational, trained to be scientific, And it's like all of the reports about UFOs that come from, you know, military personnel who are also people trained to dismiss anything that's illogical or it seems, you know, out of the norm. So this doctor's dealing with a patient and the patient is palliative care, meaning they're dying. They're on morphine. So when you're on morphine, (laughs) I know, I know, I have to say this. I have to say this. I have to put this in people's heads. So the patient's on morphine. And, you know, morphine is a very hardcore drug. When you're on it, you're usually at the end. You can't do anything. I can, morphine just lays you out. Well, thinking of back in the day, oh, you've got ghosts in your blood. Let me prescribe you some cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Have another Coke and cocaine. So the doctor's there, and all of a sudden the patient sits up, points beyond the doctor, and goes, they have no eyes. They have no eyes. And... But Wayne and I looked at each other and went, what the fuck was that? Because then the person passes out and they're dead. And I I don't need to get into the rest of the episode. It just involved whatever this, whatever he saw was an entity or something. And it began to follow this doctor around. But my point is this. I believe that we go on. And I've never really considered, I, I don't believe in mythologies of hell or heaven or you know, I, I don't. That's just how I, th- I look at it. How you choose to look at it is, is fine, but I choose to look at it this way. And I'd also, though, never really considered something as creepy as that shit going on when you die. P- 
People without eyes, dark, what the hell was that? That's what Wayne and I frequently say when we watch these shows. What the, some of them are just plain stupid, but some of them just strike on stuff like that show Glitch that Wayne and I've caught on Amazon. Amazon's great. You can find some of the weirdest shows on Amazon. All right, um, let's stop advertising for people. Who I'm not. I'm just telling them where, I know to, what where you're they saying. find I'm them. joking. But with you. remember Glitch, the one where the guy he's he has all this footage yes, from around the world. Just strange ass footage, and that really does come back to we've got we've got to think here. Mysticism has been around since man and woman has walked this earth. Why does that Why does that move? What is that? Where did that come from? We've been telling stories to explain things since before we've had a written language. Yeah. Pictographs on, on cave walls. Right. You know, wh- and most of it, and more of it was just, it was more than just them picturing their hunts and things like that. If you look at some of them, look at the hieroglyphics of the ancient Egyptians. Look at, uh, look at the Greek mythologies, things like that. We have been telling stories about unexplained things since before we were able to talk to each other via the internet, via phones, through texts, and, you know, all these stories culminating into one thing. It, it, it creates... A question. A, uh, I know. It, it creates what, the, what reality you're looking for, not a question. If you're seeking questions... Then well, no, I'm saying it creates a question of what is this reality and what does it hold for us. That's... That's not a question I'm going to ask. Why ask that question? Go fucking experience it. Find out what that light was. What yeah, but was you may that not, that's not, that's not easily accessible. You can't go, I mean, for the ordinary person, like the people, like the show we watched last night where it was talking about the Phoenix lights and the Michigan flap, you know, um, these were ordinary people who don't possess the capability like an Air Force pilot or a military personnel you know, to just go out into the wild blue yonder and explore it. I don't think it's fair to say you just experience it. Experience it in the sense of I'm, open your world to it and don't walk away what from I'm it. Saying, yeah. Don't don't turn it down just because it doesn't fit your lexicon of reality. Turn it down because you've looked into it and you're like, that's really not something I'm interested in. That's all it is. You're you're looking to you're looking to explore. You're looking to do something, and if you're listening to us, then you're exploring and doing something with us that may or may not suit you. I think people need to not be afraid that they'll get either no answer or that they'll get an answer they don't like. Like, you can't control everything. I mean, that that's what it comes down to. Like, the world is moving. I mean, every second that passes, every day that passes, things are changing, things are shifting, and, you know, part of Eastern philosophy's teaching mindfulness is paying attention to this moment and what's happening in it. And I think that people who delve into the paranormal exploration, you know, a lot of them have just reached a point of saying there's more to this. Once you start to be mindful of this moment, you start to be mindful of all the things that are stacked on top of it. And that's something that I think we're still doing. I mean, the world is shrinking, technologically speaking. I mean, between cell phones and texts, I mean, we have greater accessibility to record events and to explore these things. But, you know, does that mean that more people are doing it? Or does that mean that the people who are already involved in it can use what they have at their hands? I I don't know. I guess my point is that 
having the mind to explore and to seek out answers, even if they're unpleasant, even if they contradict what you've been taught, is is vital. It's important. And I, I'm going to go off of that. I'm um, forward military. I've been given a situational awareness that says, hey, confirm it and uh, make sure that it's friendly or confirm it and put it down if it isn't as long as you follow a certain rules of engagement. And that right there is a definitive line that most skeptical people will use. Confirm it and deny it if it doesn't fit within what we're looking for. Look, I've seen weird stuff. We've lived weird places. And if... If you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine, but don't talk bad about it. Yeah, don't. We we watched a show a while back, and it, it ticked us off both so much because the premise was this guy would invite people to share their stories with him. That's 99% of reality TV to begin with. Well, true, but this one, I think, kind of sums up what we're getting at. He, um, you know, he would invite people to share their stories, and then he would basically dismiss what their experience was. And yeah, he, he was a douchebag. He wouldn't make fun of it, per se. Like, he wouldn't laugh at them. But he definitely was like, oh, oh no, they didn't experience that. Obviously, and I believe he used that word a lot, obviously it was swamp gas, or obviously it was this. And it was really offensive. And these people were clearly, you know, upset, or they had experienced something that had profoundly affected them. And you can't tell them they didn't experience that. If you did not experience the same phenomena as them, if you're not there to pull the curtain back and go, look, see, it's just this. You can't say to someone, you didn't experience that. You can say, I'm not sure what you experienced. I'm not sure that I agree with your belief of it, but you can't tell them they didn't experience it. And that's, I think, at the heart of a lot of the skeptics that come out is they're looking to be controversial. They're looking to enforce their lexicon of realities onto everybody else's. Ooh, she used my word. I used it twice. Oh, twice, my God, baby. twice. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not right to ruin someone else's stuff if, they're, if they hunt cryptids if they want to go find UFOs in the sky. It's not right for you to, for lack of a better word, shit on their beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Just because you can't allow that in to yourself. We got to think, this world is a vast and wide quilt of the paranormal, the weird, and high strangeness for to cover anything else that, you know, we can't cover here. And that's what makes everything so goddamn interesting to me. Yeah. I can't explain it. Oh, shit. Um, what were those lights? I don't know. Well, we're not near an airport, and this isn't in any plane's flight paths. So what the hell were those lights? Those, why is that light moving through the woods like that? Well, if it's a light moving through the woods like that, you might want to double check to make sure it's not some creepy gas ghost lantern and yeah. then getting the hell out of there. Yeah. And if there's glowing red eyes involved, excuse me, glowing red eyes involved, fuck that, run right out of there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it's funny. Wayne and I talked a lot when we first, you know, got together about, you know, what we believed in, what we didn't believe in. And, and I remember having that conversation like, well, do you believe in, you know, paranormal? And, you know, he was like, yeah. He's like, I, I, when I was in the desert, you know, I, I saw lights that I couldn't explain and, and nobody around me could explain. And... 
I had to think about this the other day. Like, I don't have an event like that. Like, he has that event that made him think. And I don't. I just know I've always been fascinated since I was a little kid. I can remember in high school thinking I was going to become a parapsychologist. I was going to go to Duke University because they had a huge program. And, of course, there were a lot of issues that came out of that program. But somewhere along the way, I changed my mind. I, You know, high school, you change your mind every day. But I wish I could say that there was an event in my childhood or that I saw something. I mean, I, I've definitely experienced things. And, you know, Wayne will tell you I'm the person who will go into a house and go, nope, I don't want to be here. I can always tell you if a house is good energy, bad energy, you know, um, and even with people, right? When we've met people and I'll say, yeah, there's something about this person yeah, I can agree with that. There have been times you told me people have been a little off, and I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, well, we can't discuss it here because they're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we talk about it later, and he's like, oh, yeah, that person was a weirdo. Yeah, it's it really does come down to what are you willing to open your mind to? What yeah. possibilities are you willing to entertain just to experience something? Now, we're not talking like... Let's go ahead, break out the candles, break out the Ouija board, yeah. and let's create an experience. Because sometimes, as you've seen on some of these shows, that yeah. doesn't work. The Ouija board, as a, as a witch, I don't know that I believe in 99% of the so-called hauntings and demonic possessions that come out of Ouija board encounters. I think that the Ouija board is a tool, like any you know, any other form of divination, you have to be very careful because I do believe there are energies that surround us. You know, I do believe there are things in this world, some meant for good and some meant for, you know, darker things. And so you open too many doors and something's going to come through that you didn't plan on. And, you know, fortunately I've never experienced it. Um, Wayne's never experienced it. No one I know has, but you know, I've heard through, you know, other friends experiences that they've had. So it's everything you take into an exploration or an investigation, or even just opening yourself, like Wayne's saying, like explore this world and everything in it and be willing to entertain thoughts that say, this may not be what I think it is, or maybe there's more here because this world is goddamn fucking interesting. If you are willing to open up and ask the questions and seek answers, you may not get the answers you want or the answers that you were told you're supposed to get if you, you know, follow a certain, you know, um, religious tenant or, you know, doctrine. You may get answers that challenge it, but that will either strengthen your faith or it'll make you question why you just took that faith at, you know, face value. And it's never bad to question things either because taking things at face value, sure, if it's a popsicle and it's orange, your face value there is, it's going to be orange flavored until you take a lick of it and you find out it's dill pickle flavored and you're like, what the hell? Exactly. Highly disappointing unless you wanted dill pickle. Yeah, which exactly. Is pretty, pretty awesome flavor. But you, you do have to ask those questions because what is life if not boring if everything's the same and to quote boring is basically how i view most hardcore staunch skeptics 
you're a boring motherfucker as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Rebecca, those skeptics. Yeah, I'm going to loop back to them because they're boring. They're like, oh, the world's black and white. There's no room for... Okay, that's great. Hey, do me a favor. You see that shoot over there where it says jump in? Yeah, go do that for me. Where's it go to? I don't know. You're the skeptic. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> okay, so what are we getting at? What What is our whole you know, talk about... Our whole talk about, and this what this podcast we're hoping is going to be about, is making you ask questions about things. And yeah, there, there are a lot of podcasts out there, and some of them are phenomenal, and I'm going to highly recommend them, like Euphemet or um, The Q Files. The Q Files deals with a lot of mysticism, and I yeah. love that. And they're just great people. Both Euphemet and... You know, uh, the Q files are just some fantastic people and they ask a lot of questions and they, the thing I've learned the most from those podcasts is it kind of took all of our spiritual questioning and, and curiosity and it really honed it to like, it's all people's stories. And there are so many people in this world that have this same experience or maybe a different experience or have a different belief. And it's so much about creating links you know, that have nothing to do with where you were born or what language you speak, but have everything to do with how you want to enjoy the world. Because let's face it, motherfuckers, we're not getting out of this alive, okay? We're all dying and you don't know when. So this moment, this day, this story, grab it, hold on to it, explore it. Like Wayne was saying earlier, like, don't be afraid, like go into it and experience it. Because at the, at the end of the road, you want to have a lot. You know, you want to be able to look back and look at all the things you did, not just the things that you were afraid of doing or that you were afraid. I mean, if you build an, if you build a castle and you're so concerned about, oh, somebody's going to come in, they're going to make me question what I think and they're going to break my, you know, you're living this horrible life. You're stifled, you're controlled, you know. Or maybe you do want that life and that's fine too. That's your choice. But remember, there are people out there who are going to, in a very mean way, if you try to go against what they like, tell you to fuck off. Yeah. And yeah. I will be one of the first ones to tell you to fuck off if you're trying to be like, well, you don't know that's real, so I don't know why you believe in that. Well, you don't know it's not genuine, so why are you skeptical about it? Hey, I've got something for you. Yeah, there's the fuck off shoot. Go get in it. <laughs> that's that's going to be a thing. There's the fuck off shoot. You can climb in it. Oh, God. Yeah, the, it, it, seriously, you, you've got to you've got to allow the stretching of what you believe in to to happen because if you are inflexible and if your reality is so based on one thing. What are you going to do when aliens land and say hello? Yeah, you know, I worked this theory a while back, and I, I put it into the book that I'm writing. You know, um, what happens when someone who has these, you know, entrenchable beliefs and something happens that rocks them to the core? You know, someone who says the earth is flat, I think that's fucking bullshit. I think... It's idiotic, but hey, if that's your if that's your jam, whatever, go with it. Okay, if you want to go to the end of the earth and fall off, by all means, jump while you're at it. Take your homies with you. I don't but, want them here. But the question, the thing is, is when that person is confronted with undeniable evidence that this is wrong, 
what happens to their mind? What happens to their belief? Well, some of them, as we know, they just continue to believe and they just continue to believe because they feel safe, they feel comfortable, but there's going to be other people. It's going to break them. And then they have a choice. I'm broken. I can't go back to what I believed. Here is this frightening, but also exhilarating new way of looking at it. I can go forward into that. And I hope that's what more people will do. You know, I mean, we're, we're still searching. If you, like Wayne said earlier, if you look at cave paintings, if you look at early pictograms on, you know, walls, people back then, much of what they didn't understand, they created myths about. You can look at the Greek myths. You can look at Sumerian legends. You know, people created stories to explain. Even 14th, 15th century tapestries have shit in them that's right. unexplained. That you, you look at and you can clearly see that it's not something that existed in the normal world. I mean, these were people who didn't have knowledge outside of their village, their town, their small little, you know, iconosphere. They had no way to look beyond those walls. They didn't have movies. They couldn't get in planes and fly. Everything they learned... They were illiterate. They, many of them, yeah. They didn't. They didn't have a lot of education, so the stories well, they told the poor people didn't made the them feel did. better. Uh, but, stop that! Stop that right now! <laughs> but what I'm what I'm getting at is, they didn't have the ability to incorporate. Like they knew how to paint. Like the the paintings where you there's a famous one where you can clearly see this very large floating object in the sky. But everything else in the painting is grounded in reality. You have an ordinary human, you have a backdrop of you know floral presentation with flowers and plants and water, and then you have this floating object. What the fuck was it? Like, where would they have created that from? So you can explain- Absinthe. <laughs> Absinthe, yes. <laughs> exactly. Just drink it. And lots of... Well, I don't know. Did they have weed back then? Yeah, they did. Because hashish and weed. But it's okay. It doesn't matter. Point being that they created these incredible pictures, however they got them from. And, well, we can look and say, oh, they created Zeus in Greek legends because they didn't understand weather. But how did they create these other things? Why did they create these other things? That doesn't explain Zeus's uh, multiple affairs, but okay, moving Zeus along. Was, he was a f- mother. But mm, the don't get me started is, on that. And in closing here, the whole thing is your lexicon of reality is your own. How you decide to fill the pages of your own lexicon Good point. is your choice. And if you want to be totally skeptical, that's absolutely fine by me. You go be skeptical. But if you're going to be a staunch skeptic, get ready to meet my fuck off shoot. <laughs> okay. And to add to that, as we round this off, is I would wish for you that you don't adopt skepticism, excuse me, as just a default setting. You know, you can, you know, the best paranormal investigators and, you know, again, I'm going to do a shout out to Hellier because, you know, Gr- Greg and Dana, Greg and and Dana are, are phenomenal. Best. And it's, I'm telling you, it is one of the best. So what I learned from that and what kind of, you know, sealed it for me is, you know, they're, they use a lot of scientific understanding and they explore deeply and they don't take things at face value But at the end of the day, like they're open and they're exploring and they're diving deep. And I think your life will be better for it. So if you're going to listen to us, and I hope you do, and come back, you know, let's take a wild ride.
and avoid the fuck off shoot for the skeptics. Let's just go flying. And with that, I'd like to let you know I'm Wayne. And I'm Karen. And once again, you've done something that was dark and unfamiliar (laughs) with us. That's right. So drink more coffee and come back next time. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.